You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No You're listening to episode number 69 of Living the Dream with Rory O'Malley. Audition side job, swimming upstream. Believe it or not, you're living the dream. Hey Dreamers, Rory O'Malley here. Welcome to Living the Dream. Thank you so much for downloading and listening. If you like the podcast, please write a review, rate it, tell everyone you know about it. We love having these conversations uh, with artists and actors in Broadway and in TV and film about the realities of the business and how they get by day to day. And the only way you can do that is if you guys are spreading the word and and supporting it. So thank you so much for all of you who have done that and continue to support the podcast. Um, I had a crazy, amazing week this week. I was in New York City and we launched hashtag BeltTheVote. You can go to BeltTheVote.org because on Broadway, we don't just rock the vote. We belt the vote. And we are registering theater fans, theater lovers, people in the theater community who need to register to vote so they can vote on November 6th. The election, the midterm election is November 6th. So I hope that all of my listeners, everyone listening to this right now who can vote, who is over 18 on November 6th, has been registered. And if you have to check your registration, you can still go to beltthevote.org and our partners at When We All Vote, they will help guide you through the process of making sure you're registered. So do that right now. You can totally pause this podcast and take care of that. And I was lucky enough to have Jessica Rush and Eric Anderson be my guests this week. You know them both from... uh, a ton of Broadway shows, so many all combined. But but Jessica Rush was in Gypsy, Jersey Boys. She's currently in Summer on Broadway, the Donna Summer musical. And you have Eric Anderson, who I couldn't even list all of the musicals that he's been in. But currently he's in Pretty Woman. He was in Kinky Boots, Waitress, um, uh, God, of South Pacific, Yes, South Pacific is, I I think, one of his first ones. I've known Eric Anderson for probably 12 years. He is from Los Angeles. And when I moved out here and started doing theater right out of college, we were part of a theater company called the Troubadour Theater Company. And we just had the best time. And, And we talk about it in this conversation that it really is where our training ground was for comedy on stage. They have a beautiful daughter, so wonderful, so sweet. She's the star of my Instagram feed. And they are both on Broadway shows, doing eight shows a week. 
And that is really tricky. It's a wonderful blessing, obviously. They're very excited that they're both working actors. But that's an incredibly difficult schedule to also have a child that you're raising and have in school. So we talk a lot about that. There's also Jessica Rush has her group, the Broadway Baby Mamas, that are moms on Broadway or people pursuing a life in theater. And they are mothers who support each other. And it couldn't be more on message for what we talk about here on Living the Dream. So she talks about that. And I just, I really look up to these two. They are, you know, they are the title of this podcast. They are living the dream. And that doesn't mean that things are easy. They work very, very hard. And it was nice to be able to come to their beautiful home in New York City and get a glimpse into how they make it look so easy. It certainly looks like just a party on Instagram, <laughs> but they are so good at um, making sure that they can have that balance between their career and family. And uh, I was honored to get to talk with them. So here's my conversation with Eric Anderson and Jessica Rush. Uh, we're, it's happening. This has started. We're on. Li- you're on living the dream right now. Just so you know. <laughs> good. Okay. You're time. you're living the dream. It's about time. That's right. Um, <laughs> been waiting for this moment. So you don't talk very much. I don't. Th- I think of you as someone who t- I I would never say that, but I guess you're right. You are kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. I just don't say as much. Right. I like to surround myself with talkers. Huh. Mm-hmm. That way, it feels like I'm. That way it feels, but you, so you are, you do have kind of like that quiet, calm aspect of you. Sedated. (laughs) Sedated. (laughs) Yeah, but that's what makes you so cool. Um, Yes, thank you. This is my backup just in case she falls apart here. Mm -hmm. Garage band has been known. Yes. Oh, yeah, Garage band. You know, I've heard that in a while. You haven't done anything with that. Not since tour. Oh, you used to do a lot of garage band stuff? Yeah, I, I played with Merlin and Cam a lot, so I was just in the first scene, then I had to wait three hours to bat. Oh, yeah! So I, I did learn garage band and, and iMovie and all yeah. that. Yeah, you, and you had, it's, it's one of those things where they you like teach videos. yourself. Yeah. Um, okay, so I want to talk, let's start from where we are right now. What, one, we're in your beautiful apartment in New York City. Well, thank you. It is so nice. You guys have made a home, which is really tricky to do in New York. I would agree. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we've been here for two and a half years up in Inwood, and we were in Astoria before that for eight years. But um, we've been really lucky to have comfortable spaces. We've only, this is only the second place we've lived. since. We really? Moved here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We moved here 10 years ago, 10 and a half years ago. No, and, it's uh, been 10 years. I know, can you believe it? I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that. It's nuts, 2008. And you, and you were in Los Angeles as well. I was. I um, was on the road for a while with a couple different shows for like four years. And when I got off tour, I moved to L.A. and was there. And that's where we met. And, right. then, um, and then he decided he went on tour. And while he was on tour, I thought, well, you know, I've, I've auditioned for shows in New York. I've flown, I was flying out and auditioning for Broadway shows. And spending all the money and um and huh. not booking like i would get called back but then i wouldn't book and some people would say you just need to be there like you yeah. have to give it some time and be there so i said i actually want a game show <laughs> you want a game i want a game show 
It what? was called the Rich List, and it actually, my episodes never even aired. But I. But they still have to pay you. Pay you. Oh. So I, I won three episodes, my partner and I. What? Yeah, and so I had this money, and I thought I'm gonna go to New York and just try for a minute. And so I came for six weeks in the winter of 2007. Okay. And when I was here, I booked Gypsy at City Center for the summer. That's right. And I booked the out of town of A Tale of Two Cities, and. So then he was still on the road. So I came here in the summer and I did City Center and then I went to Florida to Tale of Two Cities and while I was there I found out that Gypsy was moving to Broadway and I had always said I didn't want to move here without a job. (laughs) (laughs) It was just too hard. And it's It's, scary. It's hard and it's scary and I was like I'd rather struggle in the sunshine in Los Angeles than struggle in New York City. That's just what what it was and so once I heard it was coming in I told him I said going to Broadway so I'm moving and he's like well I'll come with you so he got off basically, the road yeah. basically wow. I mean yeah. he has his own journey to get into that well point. I was on tour with Camelot and, and I came uh, came out to see her gypsy run of gypsy at City Center <laughs> at City Center and that was my first real introduction to New York theater uh, the only other time it had been when I was a freshman in high school and you come out for the week and you see as many shows as you can and and so uh, it was. I, I was seeing the. I was seeing New York with fresh eyes, yeah. and uh, I was also seeing the community out here and how, how it was the same as Los Angeles's community, but it was much more vast and and uh, and much more supported. I mean, of course, this is you know a theater town, and growing up in California, m- my whole life, I just uh, was able to get by on my on my beach-like ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I met you. Right. I moved to Los Angeles, which was a... Uh, I don't even know how that happened, being a kid from Ohio. But I think I was just like, this is exciting. I'm going to move to L.A. And I started doing theater. And one of the first shows that I did in Los Angeles was with the Troubadour Theater Company. And uh, we did Santa Claus is Coming to Motown, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yes. And and, uh, and and actually, you know, I'd, I'd seen the Trubies before... Uh, uh, their production of Romeo Hall and Juliet Oates. Right. And it blew my mind. I thought yeah. they were the funniest troupe. And I was like, anything I need to do to get in with this bunch. So Matt yeah. Walker, the, the clown prince of the Troopies, um, called me the day of your first, I think your opening night. Yeah. And said, hey, we, we need a, a reindeer. Yeah. <laughs> or a skunk. Right? Yeah, 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 that's we right. We played a skunk that was also yeah. a reindeer that was also, uh, what can Brown do for you? Yes, and uh, and and that started our relationship. Yes, and 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 so we were in that theater company, and I, that's that's why I stayed in LA is because I found a theater company, a home. Absolutely. And you were doing so much theater in Los Angeles. I remember seeing you in Wild Party mm-hmm. at the Hudson. Yeah. I think yeah. on on Santa Monica Boulevard, and honestly, yeah. Eric, that was one of the best performances. I I and and it was it was sometimes like it's great to see great performances on Broadway, but when you're in a 99 seat theater in Los Angeles and you're seeing a human being give the kind of performance that you gave, it's uh, it's transcendent. Yeah, well, I mean, it was it was dangerous. It was it's true. I've heard about it. Oh, it's true. It was a dangerous show too. Yeah, and it was it came at a time (laughs) in my life when. I had a lot of demons to expel, and yeah. uh, it's funny the shows that come come right. to you and the experiences, uh, you know, especially as an artist that that we're uh, privy to when 
when we do have demons to unleash or, or when we do need to be able to uh, uh, find the right therapy in our craft. Right. So, um, so yeah, that was... Uh, I had plenty of great experiences uh, growing up in California, and, and I certainly... Um, you know, everything from the Boys and Girls Club to my elementary schools were, were doing musicals, you know, so um, I, I was very fortunate to, to grow up and do theater in California, even though I barely scraped by, you know, yeah. I, I, I did not make money doing it, and, uh, and, uh, and I learned a lot from that, but uh, yeah, so, so I saw her Gypsy Run of Gypsy, and uh, and was overcome with just how embraceive the community was out here. And my agency uh, just happened to be bi-coastal, so I met with them out here and said, uh, and and you also saw Spring Awakening that trip. Oh yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That was the other, he saw Spring Awakening too. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 So it yeah. was like a, the original cast. You yeah. Know, when it was like really fresh and hot, and I was just like, oh boy, there's a lot going on. And uh, I met with my agents, and halfway through my meeting, I said, all right, well, when I move here, dot, 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 and I heard myself say that, and I was like, oh, wow, all right, this is going to happen. So I went out to the lobby, told Jessica what I said, and, and uh, I, I left the tour early, and we packed up all our stuff uh, and drove it across country to set up shop, and wow. she, she did Gypsy, and then uh, at the end of the year, I booked South Pacific. And we've been going ever since. Never looked You really back. have. Like it's been <laughs> it's it's amazing how from that point on you guys have both just been going from show to show to show. We've been really blessed yeah. in a lot of ways. I mean it's easy to still get frustrated and there are things you want to accomplish and that you haven't yet, but ultimately, yeah, I mean, between the two of us, we've there has not been a moment, knock wood, where one of us wasn't on a production contract. Knock it really loud. Yeah, <laughs> knock it. They want to hear that. That is since since we got here. That's incredible. Is amazing. That's amazing. not there. You always one of you has been doing yes. a show. Yeah. You know whether it was me. I mean, I sat in Jersey Boys for the better part of six years. Yeah. So I mean that that was helpful as he moved from like show to show. Right. Because Eric's uh -huh. done a lot of original companies. Yes. I'm just now in my very first original company. Right. Because I did revivals. And then I was a replacement. Yeah. And then that time, Eric, you know, he did South Pacific, was a replacement. But then ever since then, he's only been in original companies. Huh. Oh, must be. Very must nice. Be nice thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's, a, it, it's a different challenge, though, being sure. in a show for six years, which you were so fantastic in Jersey Boys. Nice. So, so good. That how did you maintain the eight show a week grind, which is you something you can't learn before you do it. You just no. learn it on the job. Um, it's hard. I mean, I'm not gonna. You know, we always are like, it's amazing. I get to go to yeah. Broadway every day, and it's great. And it's great. It is great for yeah. the first. You know, several hundred six years. years. No, I don't <laughs> the first several six years. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, it's um. <laughs> I think for me, a lot of it was trying to always do other things too, yeah. you know, just to sort of, so that I did do the show and, and it is helpful that the, the thing that we say about how every audience is different, that's true. I mean, yeah. it's a cliche, but it's also true. And every night you want to try to remember that there are those people who are seeing their very first Broadway show and right. or, or the kid, you know, I saw my first show when I was 11, my first trip to New York and was a fan of the opera, <laughs> but yeah. which was also my first show. Which I ever is saw. Crazy. Oh, yeah. that's Different very years, sweet. Back in 88. Yeah. Mine was 92. But so it's like, <laughs> 
you know, you 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 think about that. You yeah. Think, well, somewhere out there in that audience, someone's seeing a show for the first time on Broadway, and yeah. you try to remember what that was like. You know, right. When you're in the grind, and yeah. you know, there were people. The thing about Jersey Boys, we had a really awesome company. We had a great family. People didn't really leave off very much at all. I mean, true. I mean, yeah. obviously, there I was, but yeah. um, we uh, we had a really, you know, Frankie Valley says family is everything, yeah. and it's true. Like our family was really strong there, and it was pretty functional. And so there wasn't a lot of high drama. It was just we yeah. come in, we do our shows, and then what's I think what's great is the show is happening. Yes, and you have to keep that fresh, and but at the same time, backstage. When you are with people six days a week, 50 weeks a year. More so than you your take significant your, others. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I saw them more than I saw my family. Always. And, um, and so you get to know their families and their stories and their children and how, you know, that connects you on a deeper level. And then I think it's easier to go to work because it doesn't feel like work so much. You know? Yeah. And so combine the magic of having a great company with... Um, Doing an awesome show. I mean, Jersey on Broadway, like, so you know, good. And on Broadway, I mean, the audiences never lagged. It was yeah. always just they were having a great time, yeah. and so that's helpful too, you know. But um, I think that was. I did take a break at one point. I left after the first three years mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to do other things, and they didn't. The Dodgers don't tend to grant leaves, right? So uh, I left, and I thought, you know what, I need to go do other things. And I went to Tuts to do Elf, and then I went to. Um, Chicago Shakes to do Gypsy. For which she won a, a, a trophy. I did. She won, uh, what was it, the Jeff Award. That's amazing. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a very important thing, though. I'm actually surprised that you would ha- that you would have any trouble getting time for leave because the only way that I think people can stay sane mm-hmm. to keep doing a show is if they get to go away for three months and do something Agreed. else and come I back. I think it's only beneficial to a company if yeah. you allow your people to go do other things. Yeah. Um, but that was not the case. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Hey, everything is different. So, yes. so, I, so I just left on my own, you yeah. know, and sort of thought, well, that's the end of my Jersey Boys journey. And I went and did those shows and... Lo and behold, the people who replaced me didn't stay. Like, they, because I thought, I mean, no one left that show. And right. people, there were only three women, so people were just waiting to, yeah. you know, take that slot. And, but the people who had replaced me wanted to do other things and didn't really want to stay in that grind. And so it all worked out. I actually ended up, I was pregnant with Elliot when I did Gypsy Chicago Shakes. I was five weeks along when we started rehearsals and 16 weeks when we closed. And so when I came back, Katie Weber had replaced me in Jersey Boys. Okay. And she she was like, well, this is cool, but at Rock of Ages, I went on as the lead a lot and got extra right, money. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And she was like, I'm going to go back over there. And so she left, and they came to me, and they were like, can you come back? And I was like, I ain't pregnant. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that wasn't happening, and I thought, oh, well, there it goes. But lo and behold, when Elliot was five months old, the other person left. And wow. They called me up and said, do you want to come back? And I said, absolutely. And that was right when Last Ship was closed. Last Ship was closing. His closing weekend at Last Ship was my first week back at Jersey Boys. That's right. Wow. Yeah. We, we, we you guys literally have a Broadway baton, and you just I, keep it passing was, it and, back and, and he was across the street for that mm-hmm. one. They were at the Neil Simon. So we, and do the Saturday, we do the Saturday night shout-outs to each other. Yeah, Saturday oh, night stream. Yeah, we that was had, pretty, pretty special. Yeah, that was fun. So... You know, it's a Jersey Boys was a great gift for sure. I mean, yeah. but it, there is something to do. You know, it's like when you 
do those 2,300 shows. You know, ultimately I, I had about 2,300 shows with 18 costume changes a show, which is like 44,000 costumes. I mean, it's oh like, you, and when you realize you're doing it the same way, like the repetitive motion yes. and the consistency of what mm -hmm. you're doing, you know, it breaks your body in ways yes. that, you know, it, it, there is an upkeep that you have to be aware of with it's a long-running show. It's that, Olympic that, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I mean, kind of athlete. A lot, but once you start doing something for that long, the same motions, the same choreography, just, I mean, you don't think it when you're changing mm -hmm. your clothes, but if you're changing your clothes the same way every time, 18 times a yes. show, over time, you start to realize, like, oh, my body is just... It's so funny that you bring that up because people always think of the repetition as what you're doing on stage. And I try to explain to them that it's really the backstage stuff that'll make you go cuckoo because you're walking by the same person at the same time, the same dresser. You got your fist bumps with the, yes. with the crew hands. Right. Yes. Right. And, and it's, it's all like, it's great, but you keep doing the same thing over and over again. And you're like, am I? Am I real? Is this really happening? And now, I don't know if you guys watched Westworld. I used to always say it was Groundhog Day, but we're yeah. hosts in Westworld. All right, I haven't watched it. Oh, totally. Oh, well, absolutely. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's nuts. I mean, I definitely, and there are moments when you're on stage and you don't even realize that you might sort of yeah. tune out for a second. Absolutely. Like, I can remember coming off stage after doing Boyfriends Back one day, and I didn't sing lead on that, so I, it wasn't as imperative that I was invested. But... I didn't even know I had sort of zoned out. And then I came off stage and I remember thinking, well, I must have been doing it. Like, no yeah. one's running up to me being like, where were you? What yeah. was happening? What yeah. were you doing? I said, so I must have been doing the choreography right. and singing the songs, but I truly don't, re I don't remember it. Yeah. So I guess if you do something thousands of times, yeah. it happens whether you can realize it or not. Whether yeah. no matter how hard you try to stay present in the moment as an actor, inevitably I'm sure there are I mean, I know there are there are moments where you, you just go away. Go away. I and always say so in your body. Yeah, I say trust, it's like you trust in the muse. Yes, like, in the muse. Like, <laughs> that's one. That's a romantic way to put it. The yeah. muse. I mean, I always say it's like when you drive home, you pull in your driveway, and you think, "Oh my God, how did I get oh, here?" Yep. I don't remember. Yeah. And it's so scary because you're like, you've got to be safe driving, but you're so used to it that your no, body your muscle just, memory. Our bodies are crazy like that. Like yeah. without you even realizing, it just takes over. Ritual. Yeah. Ritual can take you to a zen place though i mean that's that's a big part of what it is huh like a like a like a spiritual yeah i think so place, where, you, where think? you don't have to have you know you don't have to have your mind necessarily on it because uh the the ritual in it is taking care of it you yeah. know sometimes i'll you know like if i've been away for a couple of days and and i'm i'm like all right i need to go over my lines in my head before i do this i I second guess myself and then yeah. I have to turn it off and go, you know what? I just need to trust that it's going to be there because right. ritual is taking care of it for me. Right. Um, let I want to talk about your process a little bit too, because I just had the pleasure of seeing you in pretty woman and you're fantastic. Thanks Rory. Um, you, uh, play the part by that is uh, played by Hector Elizondo, who is a very good friend of our buddy Gary Marshall and was in all of his movies so it was a really special role and and since we worked at Gary Marshall's theater and we mm -hmm. knew him Where's it was Trubies? yeah that's where the Trubies were um it was just so sweet getting to see you do that role and know how much that would mean to Gary yeah to yeah. our buddy it's it's pretty uh it's pretty serendipitous how it all worked out and it's also uh, bittersweet because um Gary never knew that I was a part of this yeah you know, he 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 passed away right before I joined it. Yeah, and 
I, I, I'm grateful to have the, the family okay. Yes. You know? And, and to know that they're... They, oh, you've got the Gary they okay. Approve. I mean, I, I think I do. I remember, when, I remember when I was doing Happy Days. And and there's always a part of this podcast where I go, I remember when I was doing Happy Days. <laughs> um, but... But he wanted me to do it at a theater here in, in on the East Coast. And he was like, I need my one of my people, you know? Like, I was part of that group yeah. from his theater. You're that person. Yeah. You are that person in this show. Yeah. You know, even, you know, Andy, of course, and was Andy the Fonz for, for, for a while, so he knows Andy, too. But, you know, like, you were the guy playing the skunk. Right, right. No, I, 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 I'd, I'd been on... The Falcon stage, yeah, quite a bit. Your your family, yeah. and so getting to sit uh, next to Barbara Marshall, his his um, wife, and and get to watch you perform was just it was stellar. Oh, it thanks, was re- it was really thanks. great. And so you are playing an everyman I'm, in this. I am. I'm kind of the fairy godfather. Yeah. So it's it's so it's so great. I love sometimes that was Gary's the, idea. Gary's it was? idea to have that kind of thing where the happy man turns into Mr. Thompson, and then Jerry, of course, you know, fleshed it out, and made it fabulous, and yeah. said, "Where where, where else, else? Can you put him? Put him in the make him, put the him conductor." In the pit. Yeah, that Bunny I mean, can you come up out of the pit at one point, yeah, conducting okay. for the opera, right? Right. And the audience goes crazy. Yeah. You know, they love it. Um, but I feel like you need an actor who's able to play. And you have always been that kind of an actor, an actor who can play. Where does that come from, and why is that well, important to you? I mean, I think a big part of that came from the Trubies. You know, I think yeah. I think that a lot of my training just in being able to collaborate came from from Matt Walker and from from our, the collective's yeah. willingness to like play with each other. But same. And and uh, and so you know, coming into pretty woman uh, jerry had a very similar vibe i mean he was he was very yeah. open to ideas and and uh and you know we we therefore were able to meld a, a bunch of funny things together and try a lot of different things and and um and i think it's important i think that's also you know why it's such a pleasure to be able to originate things is because yeah. you know you really do have a hand in the blueprint of it and uh and and you can you can see what works and, and tailor it to, to your strengths. Right, you right. Um, I talked about this with um, Andy a little bit in terms of uh, the ecstasy and agony of pouring all of yourself into a show. And you're, I know how you work. You pour all of yourself into your roles. When, I, when we did um, Hamlet, the artist formerly known as Prince of Denmark, yes. and you played Ophelia, mm-hmm. you became Ophelia. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was starving. He was a very petite all the hair, starved himself very method. And was absolutely brilliant, of course. I've seen you what you'll do for a show that's paying you peanuts. And so I know what you put into a role that's on Broadway. Um and then you have shows like Waitress that are still running and that you have to decide to leave. And then you have a show like Last Ship that closes too soon, which I also saw and, and loved and thought you were fantastic in that as well. So you have both of those experiences. What does it feel like to go through both of them? It's, um, I mean, it's, 
you you had alluded to to the whole family thing. I mean, we we as actors um, have to develop uh, our family so quickly and on the fly that um, that with that you have to invest in the family deeply, which is you know also what we're putting on the stage. Um, so it's always exhilarating and heavy and uh, challenging and exhausting, uh, but. Moreover, it's, it's 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 gratifying and pretty mind blowing to imagine that that um, that we are being able to represent and tell these stories and and be uh, be such integral players. Um, I don't know. There's there each show has has its own set of emotions too. I mean, certain shows were more fun. Right. Certain shows were uh, more heartbreaking. Certain shows were just more. I can't believe I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, but the, well, you but know, I'm like, grateful for all the opportunities. <laughs> yes. Because uh, they certainly help us become better storytellers. When they we they absolutely do. Further away down the road. Well, then let's 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 talk about one of those that might have been a little more challenging in in Soul Doctor, oh, which yeah. you were. Phenomenal! He was amazing. So so good. You missed that, which most people did. Yes. You missed out. Thank you. Yes. There's well a lot of. I don't just say that because I'm your wife. You you were you were phenomenal, and I was. We invest deeply in whatever we're doing. Yeah. And and uh, it was uh, an amazing opportunity that I had, and and uh, I was in Kinky Boots at the time when it was announced it was going to be coming to Broadway, and and Jerry Mitchell and Daryl Roth. gave me the blessing to leave the cast of Kinky Boots the week after we lo- we won the Tony. Wow. To 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 go be Shlomo. That's pretty and that's pretty amazing. You yeah. know when you have yeah, when you sometimes it's family. That's family. That's, yeah, and, that's and, and Jerry pulled me aside and said, you know, I, I, I want I want only the best for you here. He said, you know, uh, if we will we will leave uh, whoever, you know, comes in t- takes over for you in Kinky Boots, we'll put on a, a six uh, month rider. Wow. Or six week or something no, like six that. Month. Yeah, yeah, six month and and just um, if you want to come back, it's up, the door is always open. It's amazing. Yeah, that's very special. Yeah, very special. And then and then you know, fast forward to to you know 2018 where Jerry called me and well l- last last year when we were doing the the workshop and he just called and said, hey, I've got a role for you. Will you come do this? Yeah, because he hadn't worked with them since Kiki Boots, like after wow. Kiki Boots and Soul Doctor, and then was Rocky, and then like he was yeah. just like then so. like thirty other Broadway <laughs> shows. Yeah, yeah. So he hadn't worked with Jerry really since. I mean, on some labs or readings yeah, and things. But, but I mean, just a testament to what a good guy he is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that you attract um, good people to work with because you're a good guy, and and good people see the value in that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i think that's that's what gary always taught me at least gary marshall always attracted the best people not just the biggest talent like good people because that's what's gonna you know harvest that family exactly that family atmosphere family is everything it is speaking of family you guys um your parents we are your broadway (laughs) actors and your parents i remember when I graduated college and started working at the Wood Ranch in the Grove as a, as a host. And I thought, oh no, 
I'll never be able to afford to have a family. I'll never be able to do all these other things. I was kind of like, yeah, I see a way forward as a performer, but I also really want to raise a child. How the hell am I ever going to do that? You guys clearly were having success on Broadway, but it's still incredibly scary. When you found out you were going to have a baby, um, which I know you guys were super excited, but how do you start making the planning for that when you're both doing eight shows a week? Yes. Um, <laughs> it's ongoing. Yeah. It's still happening yeah. and it's still scary and there's still parts of it. She's four now? She's four. Oh she God. just started pre-K, Elliot. It's her name. And um, it's actually interesting because we're at a new phase now at pre-K, which I'll get to. But in the beginning, it's really awesome because what we do for a living, we were blessed like Eric. Well, fun, here's not so funny story, but it all worked out in the end. Oh, it's her clock turning. It's 1 o'clock. <laughs> it's 1 p.m. Yeah, Do you know where your child is? <laughs> for that. <laughs> um, no, so when we, so I got pregnant, we knew we wanted to have, we wanted to try to have a child. Yeah. But we also were of the mindset that if it didn't happen, then we would be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we do know how, we, we knew how hard it would be. And while we had friends who had children and continued to be in this business, then we didn't have that many. And, yeah. you know, there was a time not that long ago where, you just didn't have a kid and try to continue to be in that. Like, yeah. the father did, inevitably. But mm-hmm. <laughs> if you were a woman in this business, the yeah. mindset was you either have children or you're an actor. Like, yeah. you sort of can't have both, particularly right. in theater. And um, and so we knew we wanted to try, but if we didn't, we would have a full life without her and then it would be okay and we'd move on. But then we were pregnant <laughs> and <laughs> that was exciting and terrifying. Yeah. And... Um, when I got back to New York after I did Gypsy at Chicago Shakes, I was 16 weeks along, and then I didn't work really until um, until after she was born. And Eric luckily was in last ship. Well, he was in Rocky when we. No, you weren't in last ship. No, we were, we were in Rocky, Rocky when we knew that you were pregnant. When I was pregnant, and he was doing Rocky, okay. and then. Rocky got their notice. I will never forget. We go into Cape May for a getaway towards, and I had like four weeks left in my pregnancy. I remember that. This day. was in July. And we thought for sure, like, oh, it's Rocky. Yeah. Please, at least get us to the holidays, maybe January. Yeah. That that day when everyone closes. Right. (laughs) And and we were sitting down for lunch, and he's like, oh, Kate called to come to manager. And I was Mm. like, that's not. It was a Tuesday. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. And um, and he called her back. He's like, hey, and I knew right away. And they got their notice. And they were closing. Uh, August, mid-August, and Elliot was due September 3rd, and I was packed. You know, this was the moment. I was like, oh my god, we're both unemployed. We're not going to have health. Like, what are we doing? We have no money. How are we going to pay our bills? Unemployment, blah, blah, blah. And and so Rocky closed, and then we had a week and a half where we were just sort of nesting and getting ready. And uh, luckily, in the time between Rocky getting the notice and Elliot being born, last ship called. And Eric had done a reading of Last Ship, but then when it went out of town, he was doing Rocky, so he couldn't go out of town. Right. And it just so happened they that... They had a slot. The spot opened up. It was oh, a different, different slot Thank than you. the one. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, blessing. Wow. Yeah. Um, it was a different one than he'd done yeah, in the reading. But I was ready to do anything. I was and just so grateful. It changes everything. When you have a child, yep. you're like, you know, you may have said to yourself, I remember, you know, being a Jersey boys and being like, I'm not, I don't want to cover anymore. I don't want to be I don't want to be a swing. Ba, ba, ba. And you know what? what? 
the minute you have a person to care Absolutely for, yeah. grateful, grateful for any any work that we were, that yeah. we have been given. Yeah, and so and, uh, we had a week and a half, and then she was born, and then a week and a half later, he started rehearsals for the last show. So yeah. there wow. was just like three weeks where. I mean, it was also it ended up being great because we had time together right before she came yeah, and right at the beginning, that was wild. which was magical. Like that first week was awesome, and um, so. So then I wasn't working and he was in rehearsals and you know that was helpful that as an actor we don't have to go right back to work. That is something that's a luxury that if you're in a normal job, some women go back to work the week after they have a baby. I mean, mm. some don't have a choice. Mm. And so it, we were extremely lucky that I could just take my time and audition. And I did a reading and I would, you know, I, I mean, I remember my agents called me when she was a week old and they said, are you ready to sing again? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And it was for Sideshow. Uh, and Sideshow was a dream of mine. I mean, I, yeah. as a belter, it's just like, I love it. And I remember that moment where my initial thought was, yes, yes. And then I thought, and I, they said, well, rehearsals would start this date. And I thought, oh my gosh, she'll only be three and a half weeks old. Like, yeah. I can't do that. And it was the first moment where it really brings home just how much your life changes and how much your priorities change as an actor and as a person. Sorry. It's fine. And it's just, um, and I said, I can't do that. Like, I'll never have this time with her again. So yeah. I passed. And then luckily I had, you know, the months until Jersey Boys called. They called actually when she was three months old and said, can you come back in two months? And so it was great. So I knew. And then we passed the baton. He last <laughs> ship closed. I went back to Jersey Boys. And then he got to stay home with her for five months until Waitress called. Wow. And then he went to ART when she was 10 months old. He left town for 14 weeks. <laughs> Still paying and for it, maybe. No, no, no. For 14 weeks. And I was at Jersey Boys. And luckily, like, we have a very supportive family. So people would come in. They would stay with us. I had friends that would come stay just to be able to watch her at night when I yeah. would go to the theater. And we would pass her off and take her into town and schlep her to auditions or whatever I needed to do. But uh, we made all that work. But it's being a parent in this business is really difficult. It's awesome when they're little because the bulk of your daytime is free. Yeah. You know, like we're lucky that since we are in shows that are running and we have a set schedule with the exception of mounting something and you have rehearsals and tech and everything. You know, we've been home with her every day yeah. until we have to go to the theater. And... So that brings me to now, which yeah, is, you're both in shows. We're both in and shows, she's in and she's in school now, Monday through oh. Friday, eight thirty to three. Oh God! It's like when my my husband's not in the business; he was always at work, and I was at the show. It was two ships in the night, right? Yep. Exactly. So now that's what's happening with her, you know. Wow. And ultimately, as we know, careers ebb and flow, and work comes and goes. And so there will be time that we're not working, and right. I'm sure, and then we'll have more time. But it has been really, you know, we were spoiled for the first four years, but for the most part, we could do whatever, you know, if it's Someone was Monday here. or Tuesday, let's go on a road trip, or yeah. let's take her, oh, she needs to go to the doctor of Thursday afternoon. Like, you know, none of this. And so... Now this damn school thing school is ruining everything. Because <laughs> she's out on the weekends and we have shows. Yeah. So it's um it's an adjustment. It just started, but it's it's gonna That's, be an adjustment. And this is what our life is gonna be now yeah. for the next twelve years. Yeah. And also that also means getting up and out of the house mm -hmm. by eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, I was just gonna say, like, really <laughs> this is the nightmare is how do you guys get up with a child when you're doing the HO yeah. week schedule? Yeah. Wow. Well, we have a, we just are getting into the groove, but we've decided we have a, a deal that Eric's going <laughs> to take deal. her Mondays and Tuesdays, because okay. Sunday and Monday nights, 
You can go to bed at a decent hour. Eric tends to be a night owl. He has a hard time shutting down after a show. I know that about him. So, yeah. So, <laughs> Sundays and Mondays, though, there are no shows. So, right. he can go to bed. And if he doesn't, that's his fault. <laughs> but he can go to bed and get up with her and take her. And we'll say, I'll get up and say good morning or whatever. And then he can take her to school. Yeah. But Tuesday or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'm taking her because my show, particularly the show... It's an hour and 50 minutes, no intermission. Oh, wow. So I'm home by 9.30. So great. Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah. So I can go to bed. At a de- it means I won't probably see my husband, but I can see him during the day now. So, right. you know, um, but I can go to bed and then I'll get up and take her. So okay. it is helpful right now that I, in theory, I can be in bed by 11. And that's great. Yeah. If I was still, Gypsy was a three-hour show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we got out at 10.58, so that would have been a whole I remember when I was doing Spelling Bee, we would go to movies in between shows. I was like, remember that? (laughs) Then you're in Hamilton and you're like, I haven't left the theater in days. It's easier to sleep in my dressing room. Exactly. So, I mean, right now we've got, that's helpful as we adjust to this new normal. But um, the struggle is real. You know, what's really been, and this is, I, do you, sorry, is there something you want to say before you? No. I think we know who has to say, who's making the schedule, and you I'll, better I'll, wake I'll, up. I'll let you know if I disagree with you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's making the schedule? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I think we see. Who's, yeah. who's the boss? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, think, I think it's all uh-huh. becoming clear. It's all her. But all you, her. you have a group. Well, that's what I was about to say. Yeah. yeah it's, that's partly why. Um, so when Kara Cooper and I, shout out to Kara, we were in Jersey Boys together, and you know her husband, Graham. Yes. So we're at Book of Absolutely. Um, we were at Jersey Boys, and Kara's daughter, Elan, was one and a half, and Elliot was like six or seven months old. And we would sit there, and we would commiserate about the struggles and, you know, scheduling out auditions, and what do you do with the baby, and is someone going to hold your baby at your audition? Because yeah. it's a commercial audition, it's going to take ten seconds, so you don't want to pay a sitter, you know, two hours to get what, everything. So we would talk about this, and I would say, I really wish there was a place we could get advice talk to other moms or whatever. I was like, we can't be the only people in this business now because I know a lot of women who are continuing to be actors with children. And I was like, there's got to be more of us who are yeah. struggling. And so we started a private Facebook group called the Broadway Baby Mamas. And initially it only had a handful of people. And it's for women who are actively pursuing a career in the theater, be they actors, dancers, singers, stage managers, composers, dressers, crew people. I mean, we have... All everyone, yeah, uh, orchestra, anybody, if they have to be actively pursuing a career in the theater and live in the tri-state area, mm. because our goal was to keep it smallish, mm. so that we would, you know, in theory, you know each other because you see each other around town or around campus, you know, like yeah. town campus, you know, we see <laughs> each other. So in theory, you know each other, and you would see each other in auditions or whatever. But also, it's a very specific struggle that we have here juggling all of it yeah and so we wanted it to be uh very localized and very focused and now we're up over 300 members wow and we've got like you know we've got girls who are pregnant who are about to you know who still don't have the babies or all the way up to people whose children are now teenagers initially we were going to have it for people who had kids under five like true baby mamas and then i was like you know what the struggles don't stop yeah. They don't stop. They just get more difficult as you add on extracurricular activities and life and just all of it. So we started this group and um, we've got all the mamas in it, you know, like everyone, dressers, composers, ensemble players. And I think that's something Kristen Beth Williams, 
who uh, has a one-year-old now. Oh, she does. she does? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, Jake is his name. Um, she is now on the parenting committee at Equity. She's a counselor now. Okay. She's on the parenting committee. And she was saying something in a forum we had the other day about how it was helpful to her to see Kelly O'Hara said something at a baby sh- or at a wedding shower, um, some advice that was like, if you want to have a family, you can, you know. And it and for the longest time, the people who we sort of saw having these families and careers were Kelly O'Hara, sure, Audrey McDonald, mm-hmm. people who are very well established, right. And and you think, oh, of course they can do it because right. they can have nannies or they can have help right. or whatever. Right. They can ask for what they want in contracts, and they're in our group, you know. I mean, but. They also have we also have ensemble players, and that's yeah. something Kristen says. She said, "I saw friends like Jessica, who is an on." <laughs> Eric's gonna. There, there was a fly that There's came fly. for Jessica, and <laughs> Eric pounced like he was ready to protect her. I loved that. Was crazy. No, but we. Um, she said it was helpful to see late women like myself and like Kara, who yeah. are not the leads of the show you know yeah. we're ensemble players and we have kids and we're making it happen and we don't have to quit the business and I think that's really important to see and everyone has a different journey but I, th- I think it has been helpful and I know it's been helpful to me to just have a place that I can go to and say oh my gosh I mean we have everything from what nipple cream do you use after, you know for right. awful breastfeeding nipples and what do you you know or my kid won't go to sleep what have you tried have you done right. the tried out method or I got an <clears throat> offer for a tour how can I do this with my kid like right. can I make this happen and the responses or just oh my god I'm overwhelmed this is so hard you know the response is unreal people come they're there there's like 85 comments the ladies are given the advice they're given the support even if it's nothing else than just I see you and I know the struggle is happening and we've got your back and you are a great mom and you're gonna get through this moment because there wasn't a safe place for us to talk about it and if you don't have a lot of people around you that have kids and are, are taking the same journey it can be really isolating yeah because if you're not if you're not in a steady show then what are you doing you're auditioning and you're waiting for that next call for the audition and otherwise you're at your home with this new baby and struggling to figure out like, who am I now? How does this change things? How am I ever going to make this happen? And I think it's important to say, like you said, when you were a young actor, it's like you thought, oh, I'll never be able to have a family. And I think it's so important to say to everyone, men and women alike, that you can, you can have a family. It's hard. There is a struggle and it costs a lot of money. It does. You know, I mean, for sure. If you if you are paying for childcare, we're very lucky that my parents currently live with us, but there was a point where they did it and we were paying childcare and essentially a whole paycheck goes to childcare. Yeah. Your whole paycheck. And that is awful. You mm-hmm. know. Um but the trade off you have to decide, is it worth it for me to continue to feed my soul as an artist and as a human being and show my child I'm pursuing my dreams, you know, and I think, um, I think it's important. It's worth, I mean, it's worth it. Oh yeah. my God. It also informs, I think when you go to an audition room now, the stakes are like, whatever. If you don't like me, I got this awesome kid at home who thinks I am the bee's knees. So yeah. you're lost. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there is a, 
while there is an element of pressure because you want to work and you want to have income to support your family, there's also the other side that's like, I have so many more important things to do right now. Like, and it is all you can do to get to that audition. When you yeah. see another mom there, you're like, I see you. I know that you were up at 6 a.m. with your kid, trying to get ready before the babysitter came, looking at your side, you have no time to yourself. Like, I truly, I have not been this prepared as I'd like to be for an audition since she was born. That's right. just what it is, because it's hard. It's hard to to prepare because they need your attention and to find the time because also adding a kid adds all these other things in your household that you don't even think of <laughs> and you're like juggling all of it yeah so it's um but it is doable and you know i think it's important to know that i think it's important to and i think the community is becoming more accepting yeah there's still a very long way to go it would be helpful if we found out our schedules for rehearsals, you know, not at nine thirty at night. Right. You know, and you know, they tell us, you know, well, ten to six, you can be called. Well, that's great, but the difference in me being called ten to six is like yeah. one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. Versus, so at nine thirty at night, I get a schedule, and I'm only called from one to three or right. whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Like I'm called after lunch from three to six. It's like right. you couldn't have. It's not about not going. It's right. about being able to plan. Plan. I mean, the planning is like, and it it doesn't have to be that hard. You know what yeah. I mean? And and um, that's something that I think with my group, Kara and I are. Um, the group is getting larger. We had a concert fifty four below last year to support our fellow. Um, our baby mama Ruthie Ann Miles mm. with her awful tragedy that she experienced. And um, and we're going to have another concert coming up in March. But I think that we are, Kara and I both have talked about taking on a more activist role and really speaking up and saying we are here, we are contributing, and you only it's only better for you if you support a parent artist. Yeah. We only bring more, more to the conversation, you know, and more life experience and... Um, going to our union to say how can you support us because we are your union members who are trying to make a living and we could use a little help with right. just an acknowledgement of whether it's donating a room for childcare when you have auditions or you know just helping us with negotiations to right. go out of town we want to go work out of town and it's not it shouldn't be too much to ask that <clears throat> or if a mom is pumping you know, it shouldn't be too much to ask that you have to take some time to go pump for your child, to feed right. your child. And so you might come back from your 10 minute break a little late. <clears throat> when can I vote for you? <laughs> <laughs> right? It's true. Uh, You're a very lucky man, uh, Eric Anderson. You don't need to tell me that. Um, Thank you. This one is, thing I'm smart to. <laughs> <laughs> this is, it's incredible. And, and, and the thing is, is that a lot of times in these situations, we think that there's somebody else who's going to do the work to make those things happen, mm -hmm. and there isn't. It really is up to the people who feel the need to make this happen, and that's you. Yeah. And I want you to know, just on a personal note, I support what you're doing, what you and Kara are doing, and I will do whatever I can to, to make that a reality. Because the stronger the, the foundation of actors is and their families at home, the stronger Broadway is, the stronger we all are as a, a community. And I, I think that 
it's it, it this is a an issue not just for women or for moms it's an issue for all of us and we should all be very concerned about it i mean for gay couples for men Mm -hmm. who adopt babies and become fathers and have their family that way it's like it's for any parent any parent in our business it is important but even even for those who aren't parents because this is really about taking care of each other, mm-hmm. you know, and the needs of what of of yeah. of what my coworkers. It's it's so so important, and and you know, Broadway is an amazing thing. Miss, you know, it's like what we were saying is that everyone we all feel like we're part of a family. It's a community. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a community. It's a community. So you need to support all the parts of that community. Yes. And family. Yeah. And that's what's lacking in a lot of ways right now. And there. Yeah. And to be honest, like I, I mean. I am finding my voice more so right now with regards to that, and it's awesome. But at the same time, there's a part of me that's still hesitant, and I worry about speaking out because of any kind of blowback that happens from producers or Mm -hmm. people who don't want to hear you. You know, I mean, because I do have people say to me, well, I I didn't choose to have a kid, so why should I, why should I, you know. Be, deal with humanity. With I know. But that, <laughs> but there is that. Uh, you didn't. You didn't choose that babies happen, but right. they do. Right. And that's right. how we keep going right. on and, as and, a society. And that's Sorry. The next generation of artists are yes. the theater goers, yes. and that's what I think is important too. It's like in introducing children to art and to theater and to music and to dance yeah. is only better for humanity as a whole and for our community because people there is a generation that are ticket buyers who are dying off. Yes. And they talk about wanting to bring in this younger generation. Well, what better way to bring in a younger generation than to have it accessible to them? Right. For them to be in the community of it. I grew up going to doing community theater with my parents. Yeah. And some of my best memories are laying on a pallet in the back of the theater in the dark, hearing them rehearse. You know, I was small. I wasn't doing anything. But that was where I grew up. Yeah. And I have all these aunts and uncles and people who cared about me and supported me. And I think that had a lot to do with the journey I took on in life, not just what I do for a living, but who I am as a person. Right. And our kids get that same experience right now. That's what's really special. We bring her to the theater and, um, She's got a lot of adoptive, uh, uncles and aunts who just embrace her upon impact. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's no, I mean, it, you. she's the star of my Instagram account. <laughs> and you see her, too. you know, just just <laughs> with the, the amount of joy and experience that she's getting. I think that, you know, I've, I've said this to um, a lot of parents on on this podcast, that I know it's hard to to go to work and to not have that time with your child, especially, you know, like my mom was a single mom and she had to go to her job as an accountant so that we could eat. And, you know, I didn't like that. I I wanted more time with my mom for sure, but I literally know that all the drive and ambition and, and work ethic that's inside of me comes from the fact that I saw the person that I love strive every day to support me and to feed me. And that has made me who I am. And so it's a gift that you're giving and it is a sacrifice not being able to have that time but especially getting to do something that you guys are so passionate about and share that love of life and art with your child it's phenomenal I don't want to get too emotional right now but I'm 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 gonna go (laughs) push a little further I think that you both have inherited your love of theater from your family Mm -hmm. your your parents 
did they both run a, a theater? Your, your dad is a teacher, right? Well, my right? dad was a high school theater teacher for 39 years. They met in the theater department in college. I see. Um, and then my mom became a special ed teacher. But um, growing up, we did community theater together. And my brother runs, a, he started a theater school in Wellesley, Massachusetts called the Wellesley Theater Project. I see. And he runs that now. And yeah. He works there. But, it's yeah, a family parents, affair. It's all, yeah. I mean, it is for Yeah, my folks were well. both entertainers. They were in a band together uh, before I was born. And uh, my dad uh, acted, and I got to do plays with him and, yeah. and uh, tag along with him to his shows. And, um, and so, yeah, I, it, there was nothing else that I was going to even attempt to do yeah. but be Same. a performer. Yeah, well, I think that you, you both are such a wonderful example of what it means to incorporate being a theater artist into your family life. And the way that you share that with everyone is so extraordinary. Um, I, I, I think that it's also tricky with like social media and stuff and letting people in and out. Um, I, I was talking to Andy yesterday and Orfe came in um, to just to check on him, so all of a sudden she was in the interview yeah. too, which was which was great. Bonus, it was bonus. But one of the one of the things that we we talked about was how do you keep the boundaries around your relationship when you are in the public eye in a small community, which you know Broadway fandom yes. is. So everyone's very accessible, mm-hmm. and we we love those fans but you also want to put boundaries around your personal life how do you do that we have boundaries <laughs> 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 um, I mean to some degree I think well one thing Eric and I from the very beginning with regardless of Elliot even just on social media in general Eric was like only positivity hmm. like we only we consciously and occasionally I can get political online and I can post something, but sure. now's the time you yes. need to these days. But we tend to try to only post positive things yeah. that will only bring joy to people's days or light. Um, because why do you want to add any negativity to the world, right. first off? And, but, and, and, I mean, and there's enough of it out there right now. We, we acknowledge what's, what's happening in oh, the world sure. right now. We oh, also yeah. acknowledge what... what other people are posting. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not as, I mean, I do Instagram pretty religiously, but other than that, I'm not as uh, present on, present on, on the social media. I, yeah. I, I just, I don't have the patience for it. Yeah. Um, but it's overwhelming. yeah, it is overwhelming. And, and you, I get lost in it. I, I don't know who's messaging me on, on which social media <laughs> yeah. and, who can see that I just read something, and so that freaks me out. I so remember like, when I found out that Instagram had direct messages, oh God, and I was like, you sons of bitches. <laughs> really? How dare you turn this into another email inbox? <laughs> I know, right? It's true. I'm, 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 oh. I'm scared to open up my phone sometimes, so I, I usually don't, unless I have something, <laughs> a picture to post, which is, you know, it's basically my my own little um, uh, cyber scrapbook, you know, yeah. and... and uh, I think that for us, it's not something we consciously thought about with Elliot until recently. You know mm. what I mean? And also, we not now my parents live here, but we have so many friends and family that live all over the country and all over the world that for us it was like, well, we want them to be able to see our child and to see you know our life and share yeah. that with them. And um, and it wasn't until recently, Elliot. There was a video I posted of Elliot um, singing "Let It Go" in her bedroom mm-hmm. that we had caught on our like nest cam. Yes, I did see that one, and it went viral. Like right. People Magazine 
posted it on their Instagram. They reached right. out to me. I mean, they reached out and asked, and we said, sure. Not really thinking much of it. We're like, right. oh, yeah, they'll put it on their Instagram. And then I remember seeing, like, 200,000 views, 400,000 views, 800,000. And I was like, oh. Wow. You know, just that moment yeah. of, like, oh, my God, all these people. And then I was obsessively looking to see, like, can they tell where we live? Can they tell where she Like, I was like, right. oh, my God. And, and then that moment we sort of had a conversation of just sort of, like, being conscious, being, being conscious. conscious of what you're putting out there. And, yeah, and, and also if the day comes when she's like, don't post about me, mom, then we won't, we'll you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we'll respect that. And because some people do say like, how you know, she doesn't have an opinion right now. But anything that we do post of her, you know, is in the best light. We're, we're never going to post anything that would be embarrassing to her in the right. future. Yeah, no, we don't, yeah, we're not No, like she's posting, a superstar. Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, right. she's my favorite but person. But it has become really interesting to say, you know, I was stopped in Schubert Alley the other day as I was, like, running to the train after the show. I hear, I'm um, Jessica! And I turn around, and it's that moment, I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And she's like, hi! She's like, I, you don't know me, but I follow you and Eric on Instagram, and just Elliot's so cute, blah, blah, blah. And, and I was like, oh, hi, you know, what's your name? And she introduced herself, and she was so sweet, and she was yeah. a teenager, and I'm so thankful that there is this platform. Like, I, re- I mean, when I think of social media, I know. there when I was in high I school. I know, can you imagine? I mean, I remember following George Hearn out of the stage door. <laughs> that after. is so specific and amazing. <laughs> I, know, I know, I know. We did see, I went to see uh, the Diary of Anne Frank on a school trip, and uh-huh. he left, and nobody said anything. He just walked down the street. Yeah. And I was like, that is George Hearn. That is George Hearn. And he I remember, respect like, people. following him. York, I was like, baby, excuse me, Mr. Hearn. You know, I just wanted to say, I, I so, you know, I've listened to Lacage, blah, blah, blah. Like all the things. Sweet yeah. talk, blah, blah, blah. All of it. Oh, my God. The fly. And, um, it's the, fly. Fly. <laughs> the fly. Is it happening? Is it happening? Is it happening? Is it happening? Are you going to get it? Ah! <gasps> he did. No. Did you get it? He did. You have a fly, fly in your hand right now? He does. I cannot believe that. That's what I'm saying. He's a very cool. He is. That's why I sat there and waited for him to come get it. He's a cat. That's what he is. is. I used to call him that. I was like, "You're just a cool cat. You are too cool for school." When we first met. You just caught a fly in your hand. <sighs> anyway, I think about George like, Hearn. If, Back yeah, to George Hearn. no, but and I have like a photo with him on a re- like from a real camera printed out at Walgreens. You know what wow. I mean? Like, and it's that thing of if they had been around when I was a kid, I my my head would have exploded. Yeah. It's just. Crazy to think how accessible we are now, and that's amazing. That's amazing in so many ways. But yeah. is it a little crazy sometimes when people stop and like, "Oh, I saw Elliot da ba ba," and you're like, "Right," or Eric yeah. at the stage door. People will say, "Oh, I saw you know Jessica doing this," or Elliot started school, and that looks like so much fun. Yeah, you know? I mean that's stuff that we share and that we're, that we're right. cool with sharing, and 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 we appreciate the support. We do. It's just it's still a little crazy. Well, it's crazy. absolutely, it's all yeah. good. Strange oh to anybody God. in the world. It's I mean, wild. it's just a—it's a funny day and age that we're living in. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, we're very conscious of what we're putting out there, and and uh, like Jessica said, it's all in a positive light, so that you know, our life can be an open book uh, and positively so. Yeah. Yes. Well, I think yeah. you guys are extremely positive. Press the positive. Press the positive. Yeah. But today's I, the day to do it. That's right. Hey, look who's back. Oh, you oh, didn't get it. Oh. Another man. It's all good. Another little buddy. <laughs> um, well, uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's it? We could just keep talking for oh, hours, Oh, I know. I got things to say now. I'm all know. You're just getting you? started. <laughs> uh, we'll turn off the mic and I'll get some real dirt. That works. Um, yeah, no, I, dirt. I, I have to say, like, that, that kid who was so scared about having a family when I, when I started in this business, like, how am I going to do it? Getting to see you guys do it and do it so well has been absolutely inspiring to me. And so the reason I started this podcast is not 
hey, how do you book a job? It's how do you live while you're pursuing your dream? And you guys are doing such a great job at that. Yeah, and thanks. I'm just very proud of you both. I think so highly of you both. I wish I was in your life on a daily basis. Well, we wish Same. that too, Lori. And, um, you know, I, I am so grateful for all that you shared because there's a lot of people who listen to this who have, you know, want to be doing it all. And you guys are doing it all and doing it so well. Um, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Audition side job, swimming upstream. Believe it or not, you're living the dream. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.